It's Vegas Revealed, episode 93, and Sting is officially a Vegas headliner. At 70, he is still rocking that stage. No one asked for their money back last night, so I'm, I'm thrilled. <laughs> Hear more from the rock icon, including what he demands from the audiences at his shows. Plus, the Mirage is about to get a new owner. Hear what was just revealed about a mainstay resort on the Strip. And America's Got Talent brings its best acts to Las Vegas with a new permanent show. The current winners and a lot of the winners, a lot of the golden buzzers. So it really is the best and world-class entertainment. Hear what we just found out about members of the show getting their own Vegas production. There's a lot to fit in, as always, so let's spin that wheel. Welcome to episode 93 of Vegas Revealed. I'm Dana Roselli, along with Sean McAllister here in Las Vegas, ready to get you up to date on everything that's going on. Sean, you and I have been kind of around town a lot this week, and I love all the feedback we're getting. We're getting a lot of listeners stopping us and saying, hey, we like what you do, so... Thank you, and remember, you can always contact us on social media and let us know if you want us to cover a certain topic. Yeah, there's been feedback in person. There's been feedback in emails that we've received, messages on our social media. So please, always reach out. We love to hear from you. Um, We did go to Sting this week. It was his big residency debut over at Caesars Palace. We're going to have all of that, and you're going to hear from the rock star himself. But first, there is some... Some major news from the Las Vegas Strip. One of the major resorts is about to change hands. That's right. MGM announced the sale of the Mirage. Now, we told you recently that they also were taking on the Cosmopolitan. So kind of interesting. They're taking on the Cosmopolitan, but then they're going to (laughs) release the Mirage. But the Mirage, very iconic. I mean, it was, you know, built back in the day, and it was one of the first big mega resorts, right, put together by Steve Wynn, who then opened the Bellagio, who then opened the Wynn Las Vegas. Um, And then MGM took a hold of the Bellagio and the Mirage. But really, the Mirage was like that first big, you know, they had the Volcano and Siegfried and Roy and the Secret Garden. So it's interesting to see that changing hands, but it's going to be operations that will be handed over. I guess MGM will still own the building. Yeah, there's been no buyer or operator announced just yet. This was all just uh, coming out. Uh, As we're sitting down to record, the head of MGM Resorts International, Bill Hornbuckle, made this announcement on a phone call with investors. Um, As I said, there's no uh, new operator that's been announced just yet. So for the time being, it's going to be business as usual over at the Mirage. Um, but whoever ends up operating that strip resort is going to be leasing the property from MGM Resorts. So this is clearly a big business decision for MGM as they do take over, uh, as you mentioned, Dana, operations over at the Cosmopolitan, a little further south on the Las Vegas Strip. It's interesting because a lot of people have talked about the Mirage possibly being sold for years because, how do I say this? They haven't really done many updates. <laughs> you know, they just, it's like, it was like it was in this waiting pattern. So many of the hotel casinos were getting updates, whether it was the rooms or, you know, something in the lobby or, you know, a certain wing of the hotel. And I felt like the Mirage just kind of stood still. Yeah, I have noticed that the carpet in the casino has changed. 
Oh, did it? I, I did, it did. I did notice that when I was over there recently. Um, but yeah, as far as like a property wide overhaul, um, there have been restaurants that have come and gone and new little venues inside, but there has not been a major property overhaul. So, you know, this gives the, the new operator the opportunity to do that and put their own imprint on what people come to expect from the Mirage. Just do not take away the volcano. Mm-hmm. I love the volcano. It is great. You're right with that. And, you know, Bill Hornbuckle uh, did put out a letter to all the employees of the Mirage saying, you know, just like you mentioned, business as usual. Um, they'll keep everyone updated. Hopefully, I assume they need people to work there. So hopefully a lot of those people keep their jobs and don't need to look for a new one. But if it's something changing hands and maybe you don't want to be a part of it, it could be a good time to browse around for a for a new job. There's a lot of them on the strip right now. Well, let's switch to Sting. He's all the buzz. He is all the buzz, especially if you're keeping your eye on our Vegas Revealed TikTok page. Sting and his biceps have been quite the topic of conversation, Dana. Totally. I mean, we kind of knew what we were doing when we put it up there, I'll admit. But, you know, TikTok world, you bought it. (laughs) Here's the deal. We've got more than a million views on this, and the comments are endless. We put up Sting. Oh, gosh, 21,000 likes and... Uh, almost a thousand comments. Uh, but listen, we put a clip up of Sting. This is the reason. Played an incredible show all, I don't even, it was close to two hours. He sat down at the end for one final song. He took off his blazer and he said that counted as his costume change. Everyone was laughing. But then we all noticed, we're like, this guy is incredibly handsome. He's super talented still. Took off his jacket and we were like, look at those arms and how he is his chest the whole nine I mean you can't help but not notice he's he's 70 people he looked incredible so we put that little moment on our TikTok and they are eating it up I think TikTok is eating up that video as much as we were eating up the show in person let me tell you Sting put on one hell of a kick-ass show from the lighting and the graphics to his voice and the classic songs and mixing in some of his new music, which was actually really good. I know that some artists get some catch some flack when they try to not stick to their classic proven tried and true songs and they try and interject some of the new music. This new music, he played two new songs and it is classic sting from top to bottom. Yeah, it was good. And he did point that out, too. He said, listen, I'm going to play two new songs because I want to know what you think. So he did it. And, you know, and he's got an album coming out on November 19th. So right around the corner. Um, But I liked him, too. I thought they stayed like very they stayed in the same lane. You know, it was sting. (laughs) It wasn't anything like, ooh, that's a little different. I mean, I feel like they're going to be popular songs and the album will probably take off as usual. He did do all the classics, Roxanne, you name it. And it was great. I didn't realize how many sting songs and police songs that I actually knew. I knew them all, obviously. But what a great show. I think we all enjoyed it. I don't want to say we were surprised, but I think we were like really impressed. Let's put it that way. And like we always talk about, it was very Vegasy. As soon as he kicked it off, this big sign said Las Vegas 2021. And, you know, it, he was excited to be here. He talked to the audience and his wife was in, you know, a sequence dancing in the in the aisle. It was great. Well, and I'll, I'll tell you what, this is 
I put I put this out on Twitter right after the the show. Not all Las Vegas residency shows make me want to download the artist's songs or their album. However, Sting made me do that. I have Sting music on my phone now because of this show over at Caesar's Coliseum. And it's interesting you say that because when we went to Gwen Stefani and she sang that song with Blake Shelton, I wasn't very familiar with it, but I left and I was like, I kind of like the bridge here. It's kind of a little, it's a good driving song. And I downloaded that. So, and I was thinking of you when I did, because you always say, if you download music after you leave the show, it means you were impressed. It really, you, you know, and, and I have that song now in, on my phone as well. But yeah, Sting was great. And he was funny with his yellow suit. He said, is my suit too yellow? So he just had such a great sense of humor. He's playing the Coliseum uh, through mid-November and then he's going to be back again for another slew of shows but this show this residency was supposed to kick off right before or during I should say the pandemic and so we had to be patient the audience had to be patient uh, they held on to those tickets and I don't take that for granted I'm very very appreciative of that so last night the first night I we had to make good and so that responsibility was, was weighed heavily on me uh, no one asked for their money back last night so I'm, I'm thrilled <laughs> And so as excited as we were to be there, I think Sting was even more excited to be up on the stage in front of the audience. Hear what he had to say about that. I mean, the legacy is important. You know, uh, Sinatra played Caesar's Palace, Sammy Davis Jr., Dean Martin. So you become part of that legacy, and that's something I think of as a landmark. So to have my own residency, have my own room, to be able to create uh, a different world for each song, a different context, visual context, is a great opportunity and it's so exciting to do that. I love to turn around and see what's going on behind me because the visuals are state-of-the-art fantastic, so I'm thrilled. So clearly Sting was happy to be back up on stage performing, doing what he's done for decades. But what was really cool, I thought, Dana, were all of the production elements that went into this show. It's true. Like, I kept wanting to whip out my phone to get video of it. I wanted to enjoy it, but I was like, I don't, I, I don't, didn't know what to do because I was so impressed. So it was definitely, it was the wow factor. That is for sure. So uh, Sting talks about everything that the show includes. And I want to mention too, this interview was done the day after the show. So when you hear him refer to last night and I say after the show sorry after the first show was the opening night so when you hear him refer a lot to last night last night it was the day after his opening show but he talks all about you know what he put into this show and what he hopes people will enjoy and take from it something different you know I I always have good lights I always have good sound but this is an added dimension to my my creative life that I haven't had before and so I'm grateful for Caesar's Palace for giving me that opportunity. People like to hear hits as I said last night they like to hear songs that they know but I also demand that they they also listen to something new so I chose two new songs from the album which is about to come out just to test the water and uh, they went they went very well and as as the residency progresses into next year I will bring more and more of these new new songs in, but they're surrounded by old friends, old warhorses. I felt ecstatic that I was back in what I consider to be my living room. My living room is being surrounded by my musicians, the sound, the lights, the audience. It's nothing better. They should see the show because they'll see a man very, very happy in his work. 
and I will transmit that off the stage and hopefully make you feel happy too. <laughs> Again, great show if you get the chance. He sings all the songs that you'll probably love. Roxanne, Message in a Bottle, Every Little Thing She Does is Magic. I sang that right in the wrong, I said that in the wrong note, Sean. Should be what? Every little thing she does is magic. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, tried to get Sean to sing, but I don't know. He's having a Bloody Mary right now as we record. I wasn't quite sure what you were wanting me to do. I, wanted... I, I didn't know if it was just the ooh-oh or if you wanted like the whole next verse. <laughs> All right, well, he also sings Every Breath You Take. <laughs> And several other fan favorites throughout the show. The Bridge, his album, as I said, is coming out November 19th. And the shows that he's doing at the Coliseum go to November 13th. And then we'll resume again in June of 2022. All right. So another guy who has a ton of hits. Hello. Is it me you're looking for? (laughs) (laughs) Lionel Richie, of course. He is uh, doing a 12-show engagement over at the Encore Theater inside the Wynn & Encore Resorts. Uh, This was just announced that he has dates now extending through 2022. That's right. And he'll have shows in January, February, March, and April. So a lot of different variety there for you if you're coming to Las Vegas to be able to see Lionel Richie. And I have a feeling a lot of people are going to be coming to Las Vegas because you know, UK travel opens up on November 8th. They'll be able to come into the United States and Las Vegas. And I keep seeing all over everyone planning trips. And I know I saw someone say they were going to go see Lionel Richie and and a whole bunch of other shows that they had planned. So it'll be busy. You have a feeling people are coming to Vegas. I have a feeling people will be dancing on the ceiling. (laughs) Good one. (laughs) Why don't we have our own comedy show? I mean, you guys... This just proves that this show is very raw and organic. We have a timeline that we know (laughs) things we want to hit, but a lot of times we just go with the flow. We can be silly here and there, but you know who else is silly? Piff the Magic Dragon. We've had him on our show before. We have. Piff is a great guy. He's been, gosh, performing here in Las Vegas now for at least five years, I'd say. Uh, Over at the Flamingo, Piff's show... Uh, it has just been extended for three years. And for an entertainer, a Las Vegas entertainer, to have their contract extended at a property for three years for a multi-year engagement is a really big deal. It is. I mean, it shows the show is successful and the commitment from the property and the, you know, Caesars Entertainment. So congratulations to Piff. It's always nice to know that... You know, when you hear something like that, like someone who's comfortable, I remember Piff telling us how much he loved living in Las Vegas. So it's always nice to know that someone is going to be able to get in their car, drive to work and drive home and be happy. We love headliners that love living here. So congratulations to Piff, who is also the product of America's Got Talent. Which is the competition reality series on NBC that features a wide array of talent from singers to acrobats to daredevils to dance groups. And America's Got Talent is now setting up shop permanently right here on the Las Vegas Strip over at the Luxor. We had a chance to get over to the Luxor for a preview performance. It was the day before the show actually opened, and they wanted to show us some of the highlights. It was really cool. Again, it's America's Got Talent Las Vegas Live. We chatted with Brian Burke, who's the director of the show, and boy, he seemed excited about it. 
This is a dream come true for Simon. It's a dream come true for everyone that's in the show and a part of the show. Because, um, you know, the context of the live show is the winner gets a headline show in Vegas. But now with this show, we get to bring the best acts from all over the world. And instead of it being one, it's so many. And the cool part is that, you know, throughout the years, acts will change in and out. So the show will always be fresh. You know, the current winner is in, a lot of the winners, a lot of the golden buzzers. So it really is the best and world-class entertainment of all kinds of acts from all over the world. So we're really, really excited. And do you feel like there's been a demand for something like this? Have you had a lot of inquiries of people like, we need you to do a show in Vegas? Yeah. People have been asking for a really long time, where can we go and see it? Because, you know, people just watch on TV and we only have a very small invited audience, you know, when we're live at the Dolby Theater. So I, the, the reaction during the previews has been incredible seeing people come from all over and get to see people you know, live in a theater, people are just beyond excited, the fans and just ticket buyers. So it's, it, there's definitely a major, major appetite out there for it. And what kind of opportunities does it open up for you in putting a show like this together when you're sitting down in one place rather than going on tour like is traditionally done after each season? Yeah, I think everybody can have their families here. I mean, the, the really nice thing is that Everybody works very individually, you know, the acts from the show, they all have success from being on the show and the winners. The really nice thing is that everyone is part of a, you know, an AGT family, but they're no longer competing against each other. They're part of a show that is together and the camaraderie is amazing. So I think the audience really feels that and people get to settle down and have their lives here, of course, in Vegas, which everybody loves and get to perform for audiences every night. So they get to be home and be in the entertainment capital of the world, which there's no better place to be, right? Performing, so. Listen, we moved here 16 years ago and we're still here, so. 20 years ago, yeah, yeah. So the show will have a host, you said, right? Yeah, the show has a host, uh, Preacher Lawson, who was on a few seasons ago. So it's not exactly in a context of the way that the TV show is, because obviously there's, you know, eliminations and it's a contest. So this is more like a host who's a through line, introducing acts, providing that comic relief, interacting with the contestants, you know, now that they're like full scale, you know, performers. So there is a small through line, but the, the main through line that we wanted to have in the show was you know, we wanted to have something that was hopeful, something that was optimistic. And so it's really about sharing everybody's stories. Everybody comes from all over the world. They took a risk to come on AGT and because of AGT, they get to live their dreams by being in a show every night and being together. So it was Simon's dream combined with everybody's dream. So we're hoping everybody leaves feeling warm and fuzzy and optimistic to go and live their dreams and be hopeful for the future. And obviously people watch AGT for the incredible talent, but the judges are also an attraction. Will we see them popping up throughout the run here in Vegas? I don't know. Not to be confirmed. Not still to be confirmed if we will see some judges popping up or not. We'll have to wait to see if that's a surprise. But definitely, definitely some surprises in the middle there of who you'll see. Well, it's Vegas. You never know what you're going to get, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Brian, thank you so much for joining us. Congratulations. Oh, pleasure. Thank you for coming. I hope you enjoyed the show. And Dana, Brian also told us that Simon Cowell has been, like, it was his dream years ago 
to turn the TV show America's Got Talent into a Las Vegas production that that's here permanently. And that dream has now been realized. And while we were over there for those preview performances, we also spoke with Dan Bernbach from MGM Resorts International. And he was really proud of the production that has been put together. And he thinks that when people walk away from seeing one of these shows, they're just going to be in awe. We've been working on this show for over two years, so to be finally here on opening night, to have our guests here, to be able to enjoy it, is absolutely incredible. It's it's a great fit for all of Las Vegas. This is really a show that has that has what we say is all the feels. People are going to cry, they're going to laugh, they're going to be amazed, they're going to be stunned. There's so many incredible acts in here that just make it something that's perfect for Vegas. And we have danger, we have comedy, we have music, we have magicians and mentalists. There really is something for absolutely everyone in the show. Yeah, I mean, that you point out something really good. When people go to a show, they want to feel a little bit of everything, and I never thought about that. That's a great point. Yeah, I mean, you literally, there are moments here where people will be crying. There are moments where people are laughing. You really get every single emotion in the show, which is pretty rare, and I think it's that's why it's going to be perfect, perfect for the Vegas audience. And we've obviously had a lot of America's Got Talent winners become standalone headliners here in Las Vegas. Do you see this show as kind of a trial run for potential standout performers? Sean, you're reading my mind. This is exactly what we're trying to do. So we see, we do this as a pipeline, right? There's an opportunity for the best of the best of America's Got Talent and all the Got Talent brands to come here to Las Vegas and perform here. And, um, you know, we haven't done it yet. It's the first year, but we're hopeful that there's some acts in here that maybe we can do a full residency show with just like so many have come before them. And we do have a lot of uh, listeners that come sometimes alone, sometimes single, couples, but also with families. Is this a family show? This is a show really for everyone. That's one of the things that really surprised me. We've done three preview performances so far. And the demographics have been with the entire gamut. We have kids, uh, parents here with young kids. We have uh, older people that are here, that are here on vacation. It really runs the entire gamut of uh, demographics, ethnicities, everyone. Really is a show for just about every single person. Overall, MGM has been busy with all sorts of shows too. I mean, you guys are, uh, things are back. Things feel back when we go out. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely back. I mean, entertainment is back. Vegas is back. And uh, our shows are all selling really well. And we have one more show with Cirque du Soleil, Ka, opening up. Thanks Thanksgiving week, and that'll be the last one. Uh, and so we're really excited to get that one open as well. I'm going to put you on, a, on the spot here. Uh-huh. Of all the acts that we're going to see here uh, initially at America's Got Talent, Las Vegas Live, do you have a favorite? Yes, I do. <laughs> and what? Oh, that was good. That was good. Yes, I do. Wow. Awesome. Listen, thank you so much for joining us, and congratulations on the new show. Thank you, Dana. Thank you, Sean. Great to see you both. It was great to catch up with Dan. And you know what? I was really impressed with the entrance. It's like a big red carpet that leads you to the entrance of the theater, which was really cool. And then right outside, just before you enter that room, there's a judging table where you can sit and take pictures. Yeah, it's almost like they've uh, put together, it really almost looked like a TV studio with the judges table in there, you know, that has the X's on the front of the tables. So that's going to be a cool photo op if you go and see the show over at the Luxor. The show is Wednesday through Sundays at 7 p.m. and 9.30 p.m. It's inside the Luxor Theater. And again, it's America's Got Talent, Las Vegas Live. So go check it out. And by the way, Dana, I did want to mention also that the cast is going to be a rotating cast. So if you go back and see the show a few different times, chances are you're going to see a a bunch of different acts mixed in. All right. Well, another show that has really gotten popular on TV is from Fox, and that is The Masked Singer. Our headliner, Donnie Osmond, was on there as the peacock, I think he was, uh, when he was 
on the first season of the the Masked Singer. But now that's also coming to Vegas. My gosh, we're just the happening place to be, aren't we? We are, and this one's actually downtown at the Smith Center, so that's kind of cool. The Masked Singer National Tour will stop here July 30th, so you need to plan and get your tickets. There's going to be audiences of all ages welcome to this one, and surprise celebrity guests, new performances. Tickets are on sale now, and again, that's at the Smith Center, which is in downtown Las Vegas. All right, and Dana, I know that you know the, the countdown is on to Thanksgiving. And after Thanksgiving, the holidays are like right upon us. And I think I know what I'm going to get you for Christmas this year. And that's tickets to go see Tournament of the Kings. I had mentioned to you, I never have been and you couldn't believe it. It's one of those shows I've just never gone to or had the chance to. I know they've had a lot of different kinds of media nights through the years. And whenever I have friends in town that actually do go to it, I wasn't available or I was on that early morning shift. So I'm excited about this because you say it's great and it's super fun. And when I was reading about their Christmas show, their holiday show that they have coming up, I was laughing because it says that, you know, you eat like you're in the medieval times with your hands, right? (laughs) You do. You get a little Cornish game hen and you eat with your hands. You pick it all apart. It's you don't get utensils. You're sitting there eating with your hands. You have a this live show going on in in an arena setting. And I say arena like a a hockey arena. So it's in the round. Um, The the stands are angled up like stadium seating with a a shelf in front of you to eat on and you're just rooting for your your king each designated section has a cast member that they they root for and i mean they're riding around on live horses they're doing live jousting there's pyrotechnics there's it's really a fun show and you're shouting and you're eating and it's just great I'm in. I'm in. You sold me. You sold me. I can't believe I've lived here this long and never gone. So we will have to do that. It definitely sounds like it's up my alley for, you know, just something different. So Tournament of Kings, their holiday show starts when, Sean? I believe it's November 24th and it goes through December 27th. So it should be good. It's called Twas the Night. Get it? Twas the Night. Not before Christmas, but night, K-N-I-G-H-T. Yeah, sounds like a great show. And Sean and I will be here one night. Maybe you'll see us. All right, let's get to our tips. And our first tip, it comes to you as the result of Dana and I being in downtown Las Vegas. As we mentioned last week, we were judging the Vegas Vicky costume contest. The grand prize winner got 10000 bucks. This all happened over at Circa Las Vegas. Um, but as we were waiting for judging to start, we just walked up to the bar and, you know, ordered a, a cocktail as we were getting ready for all these cowgirls to parade in front of us. And we ordered three drinks at the bar because there were three of us. It wasn't because one of us was double fisting. <laughs> and the bill came to 30 bucks. And we looked at each other. We were like, holy crap, is this right? Like, did they charge us for everything? Because we're so used to going out on the strip that we didn't realize, I guess, that downtown drink prices are a bit cheaper. 
Yes. And, you know, someone that was judging along with us was Scott Rubin. He's a.k.a. Vital Vegas on Twitter. And uh, he was there sipping on his drink. And I said, boy, these drinks are cheap. And he said, you guys drink on the strip too much. And I said, maybe we do. But, you know, he spends a lot of time downtown. And he was saying, yeah, this is normal. And, you know, Circa is one of the, you know, newer, well, the newest hotel to open on Fremont. So the fact that the drinks were only 30 there for three, imagine what they are. At other properties along Fremont Street that have been there for a while. So we were like, yeah, this is a great tip for everyone. I mean, I feel like it's obvious, but it's not something that you think of. It's a lot more affordable to drink downtown. So keep that in mind. If you are, you know, coming to town or looking to have a a night out, um, that is, you know, something to keep in mind that your dollar is going to go a little bit further down on Fremont Street and in the downtown Las Vegas area. And by the way, uh, we Ubered in and out that night, and it was super easy and convenient. It was. It's something to consider whenever you're going to a paid parking property. Just think about it before. Like, what makes more sense, you know? And there was three of us, and we thought, you know what? Like, instead of paying to park and getting in on out on Halloween, and we knew that we would be, you know, judging and loosening up with some drinks and having fun. So it was just a great option all the way around. So that really worked out well. So that's our tip. Go downtown if you want to drink it up. Make sure you walk around. You don't drive. And then, you know, if you want to hit like one of the big, big clubs on the strip, you can kind of just get there and buy one drink, save yourself some money. So you're saying pregame downtown and then go to the strip and have your fun. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's not fun downtown because it is. It's just a different kind of fun. But I know a lot of people that come in, they read all about these big nightclubs. I have so many people that text me from out of town and say, hey, I'm coming in. You know, I want to go to Marquee or can you get me into Excess or I want to check out the new Zook nightclub. So they want to go there, but it is pricey. So that's my my idea for everyone pregame. And then go. And they're both fun. We should have that. We should submit that as a new slogan for downtown Las Vegas. Pre-game here. That's true. It's good. It's good. But I think downtown probably wants people to stay there. Uh, That's true. (laughs) Very good point. Uh, You have another tip? I do. But before that, I want to say we are going to be downtown this weekend at the El Cortez for their 80th anniversary. Looking forward to that. Fireworks, which will be great for everyone that's down there. We're going to have some dinner. We've got a spot reserved for us. So we'll talk more about that next week. Let's do my tip. And my tip is <laughs> because we were, you know, our business, we work a lot with different, we're content creators and we do a lot of like media training and things like that. But um, I notice a lot of people already talking very heavily about the holidays and holiday discounts. You know, how are we going to get the word out that we're having this sale? How are we going to get the word out about our business? You know, and I'm already starting to see a lot of things come up way before Black Friday, which is, you know, what used to be like the big sale day. But there's plenty of days in between now. So did you find a, a good Vegas deal, Dana? I sure did. And you know what? It's at the Venetian. So I know a lot of people love the Venetian Palazzo, beautiful hotel resort on the Strip. And they're doing like Cyber Month, okay? So it started November 1st, and they say, hey, get started on your holiday shopping. I saw someone send out a tweet about this, so I clicked on it, and I saw there are tons of deals, like 25% off, $75 dining credit, 
uh, all different sizes of rooms and suites, the premier suites and all that kind of thing, and all sorts of online savings. So check it out. Don't feel like you need to wait until Black Friday. I feel like you could start browsing around now for your 2022 travel or visit to Las Vegas. And I know that um, that was posted on our Vegas Revealed Twitter page uh, already. So just scroll down through the feed and you'll be able to find that link to all those great deals over at the Venetian. So those are our tips, both money-saving tips. And with the money you save, you can spend in our Vegas Revealed store. And you will find a link for that down in our show notes. We have a lot of merchandise on sale, some nice warm hoodies for you as you prepare for winter. We have tons of content. Just a reminder, we have an Instagram, a Twitter, a Facebook, a TikTok, a YouTube, a website, all of that good stuff. So you can find us anywhere. Well, that is a show for us. Episode 93 chock full of information as usual if you want to donate to the podcast we also have a link in our show notes always appreciated because we put a lot of time into this we love doing it but it does take time so listen everyone have a great great week i can't believe we're in november already vegas weather is perfect come visit us and foreign travelers come visit us after november 8th and after you listen to this episode on whichever podcast platform is your favorite you can find even more over at highwayradio.com. You can listen to our entertainment reports there. Have a great week, and we will be back next week for episode 94. Bye. Let's go to Vegas. We'll stay up all night. Let's go to Vegas, baby. Let's get away. Who wants to live forever?